word with you from God's word. Um, unless you're directly involved uh, with whether it's upward soccer or upward basketball, it's very, very hard to fully understand all that Sam and Lindsay are doing uh, in preparation and overseeing and just taking care of this ministry. And um, I know it takes a lot of volunteers, and it does. And I think last year we had, what, close to 240 in basketball. So that's a lot of kids need a lot of volunteers. But we just praise the Lord because we get to love on them and uh, share the love of God with them and uh, about our Lord and Savior. So it's awesome. And they get to play a game and learn a game. And maybe that's going to be part of their life as well as they grow up. But uh, it's such a blessing. So I want to ask you to do something for me uh, because I want them to know, uh, Sam and Lindsay, how much we appreciate uh, both as the body of Christ and those who are involved in the ministry itself. Would you just stand on your feet and just give a clap offering unto the Lord for everything that they've done? Amen. Yeah, amen. Yeah, amen. Amen. That is so, so awesome. Well, what I do every year at, uh, at this time is I just tell Sam, uh, whatever time you leave me, I'll use it, okay? And so uh, we got a few minutes here, and I just want to share some, some thoughts with you uh, about life and uh, about how to be able to navigate our lives through all the challenges and difficulties that we face. You know, life itself is a gift. And it's really a gift from the Lord God. You know, the scripture does teach us that God created Adam and then he breathed into him the breath of life. And then out of Adam, he created Eve. And even though it doesn't say it, I think we can assume at least that he also breathed into her the breath of life. They, they received this gift of life. And the life that they had at the beginning, we would have to say is indescribable simply because we don't know what it is to live a life here on this earth that has not already been cursed by sin itself. Well, we have no idea what it was like before Adam and Eve decided that they were going to disobey the Lord, they were going to sin against the Lord, and as a result of that brought the curse of sin upon mankind and upon this world in which you and I live. And it's not easy. There's a lot of difficulties. There's a lot of struggles we all face. And, and so we need direction. We need guidance. We need, we need the help of the one who created life and created this world. I have shared with the church family here that I kind of look at life here on this earth uh, somewhat like going to the ocean. You go to the beach and uh, you go out into the water. You're enjoying the water. We enjoy and are grateful for that we have the gift of life. But you're out there enjoying the water in the ocean, but you have to deal with some things while you're out there, right? I mean, there is this relentless thing called waves that just keep coming after you one after another after another. And some of them, we see it coming. We navigate our way through it. 
But then every once in a while we're caught by surprise, right? So we either get a splash in the face or maybe tumbled in the water for a little while. And, and so, but I, while we're out there, it's just constant. Those waves just keep coming. Well, you're not only having to deal with the waves that are coming at you when you're out there enjoying the, the water and in the ocean, but there is this undercurrent that you can't see. But there's undercurrents there. There's a tide that is there, and that tide wants to just keep drawing you further and further away from safety, from the beach itself. But then at your feet, there's this thing we call undertow. I call them undercurrents. And so we have to deal with those realities in life as, as well. Now, we have these undercurrents that is constantly trying to either draw us further away from the one who created us, which is the Lord God, or uh, trying to move us one way or another away from what his ways are so that we are no longer living a life according to his will. And so one of those undercurrents is simply inside of me, and it's called a sinful nature. And we're all born with this sinful nature that is in us because of the fall of Adam and Eve. And so it is always wanting to pull us away from the Lord who created us. Uh, doesn't want us to follow his ways. Don't want us to, to be in his will. So we have to constantly deal with this tug of war going on inside of us. In addition to uh, this sinful nature, then, of course, there's the seduction of the world all around us. And with its glitter and with its uh, lies and with its deception constantly saying, no, this is the answer. Here's where you're going to find the joy. Here's where you're going to find the blessings of your life. And, and so, boy, they, it looks good. It sounds good. And it is so easy for us to be deceived if we're not careful and alert and know what the truth is. So we have this undercurrent, uh, uh, sinful nature drawing us one way. We have this seduction of the world drawing us another way. And of course, then Satan himself, our adversary, is strategically coming at us because he knows us from observing us and he knows what our weaknesses are. So here we are and we're trying to live life. And we want to enjoy this life having to deal constantly with these ways, these challenges, these difficulties that keep coming after us. Sometimes we see them coming, we deal with them. Other times we're caught by surprise and we get a splash in the face in life or we get tumbled in life. And so life is not easy because of the fall of man. Now, you know, as, as uh, Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 10, he said, this is what I really desire for you. This is Christ, the son of the living God. And he says, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. And so he wants us to enjoy this life, even with everything, the waves that are coming, the challenges, the difficulties, everything trying to pull us in the wrong direction. He says, I want to I have you in the right direction because I want you to have the joy we were singing about at the beginning. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Well, he wants to have joy in our hearts, and he wants us to know what it is uh, to be fulfilled with the life that God intended for you and for me to feel. And so he says, I have come. He says, now thief has come 
that's Satan and his kingdom of darkness, to steal and to kill and to destroy. So that's our two things. That's the two things we gotta make a decision on. We're gonna follow the sinful nature, the seduction of the world, and be uh, taken captive by the strategic attacks of Satan against us, or are we going to look to the creator of life, to the savior of our soul, to Christ the Son of the living God, and have an abundant life? Challenge is still there. The pull is still there, but we can have life and have it more abundantly. Now, I know that when we went to the beach and our kids, when they were growing up, and they're all grown now and, and have their own children, and so I've got, Kathy and I are blessed with seven grandchildren, yeah? And so you go to the beach with them, wow, that's kind of crazy out there because they're out in the ocean. You know what I'm talking about, parents. And so you, what do you do? You have your eyes on them, right? You may be talking to one another, but I want to tell you, especially you moms, I tell you what, you don't miss a thing, right? And so when you see one of them caught by the surprise, maybe they're tumbled in the, in, in the ocean, and so they get up, and boy, you're, what do you do? You're calling out to them, right? If you see that the tide is pulling them out too far, why do you're calling out to them because you have your eyes upon them because you care, because you love. I just want to remind everybody here that the Lord God of heaven and earth, the only true living God, has his eyes on you. 24-7, every single second, every single moment, every single hour, every day, the Lord God has his eyes on you. In 2 Chronicles chapter 16 and in verse 9, it says, For the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his. Now, my favorite verse, I guess, in light of this is in Psalms, Psalms 32 and in verse 8. And listen to this. Here's what the Lord says. Now, if you, if you want to hear from the Lord, here's what he's saying. I will instruct you and I will teach you in the way which you should go. I will counsel you with my eyes upon you. Wow. The creator of the universe says, I want to guide you. I have my eyes on you. I know when the tide is pulling you out. I know when that sinful nature is drawing you this way or the seduction of the world is drawing you that way. I know when Satan is, is taking these strategic uh, uh, attacks against you and, and how that is working and, and devastating, maybe discouraging you, maybe even defeating you. He said, but I got my eyes on you. And I want to show, listen, I want to show myself strong on your behalf. Now, we're talking about the Lord Jesus Christ here. And I, I just want to remind you, just so you know exactly who we are talking about, in Colossians chapter 1, 
and in verse 16. Would you just listen to this? Oh, what a powerful verse this is. It says, for by him, this is talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, for by him, all things were created, both in the heavens and on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authority. All things have been created through him and for him. That verse tells us three things about Christ. He was the designer of this universe. Every element, the smallest you can think of, about life, about every part of this entire universe, not just the earth, not just us, not just the earth, not just this solar system, I'm talking about the universe. He is the designer of it. But listen, I didn't worry, stop. He didn't just design and design your body down to the, the smallest parts of the cells and everything, but he also, he not only designed it, he created it. He built it. So he designed it, he built it, and it was all for him that he, by his unchanging love, his unconditional love, and his all-sufficient grace could change your life and my life when we receive him as our personal Lord and Savior. Now, I remember when our children were out in the ocean and we'd just start calling out because we saw the danger that was coming. They didn't have to be, they didn't have to be seeing us. They knew our voice. They knew our voice. You know, in, in soccer, you, you figure it out. You know, you play in the game. And, and the game of soccer, I mean, things can change in a second, Right? Just, just one kick this way and all of a sudden you're going from defense to offense or from offense to defense and there are different strategies going on and so there's constant moving, kind of like life itself. You know, you get up in the morning, as I share with him all the time, I have this list of things that I'm going to do, one phone call, boom, it all goes a totally different direction. It's life, right? It's life. But a good soccer team knows the voice of the one who's directing them, their coach. They don't have to be looking at him or her while they are coaching them while they're playing the game. They just gotta hear their voice. God is always calling, always calling. The question is, do you have ears to hear his voice. And you know, to, to hear his voice, you got to know him. I, I could be hollering from the sidelines at upward soccer games and, and they would pay a bit of attention to me because they wouldn't know my voice. I'm not their coach. Now, I'm kind of like a lot of football fans. I think I can coach, you know, everywhere. You know what I'm talking about? If you know what I'm talking about, say amen. Yeah, I know, yeah. I, I hear you screaming at the television even where I live, okay. But if they know their voice, they can hear and obey. But to know 
the voice, you got to know the person. Know the person. There are times when, let's say, Kathy, my wife's sister, calls on the phone. I don't have to ask her who she's talking to. I hear her voice through the phone. I know exactly who she's talking to. I know her. For us to hear God's call from his unchanging, unchangeable, unconditional love, that he may show himself mighty for you, you've got to know him. And the only way, and when I say know him, I'm not talking about know about him. I'm talking about know him personally. Jesus made this statement in Revelation 3.20. He said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and invites me in, I will come in and I will sup with them and them with me. Interesting about that verse, there's a painting that was uh, created many, many years ago, and it, it stands, I believe, in St. Paul's Cathedral now. And you probably have seen versions of it, maybe you go to a Christian bookstore or something like that, of Jesus standing behind the old door and knocking. Have you ever seen that? that the original, which is huge, is I think it's in St. Paul's Cathedral. And when he had uh, finished this masterpiece, of course, they put it on display. And, and, and putting it on display, that everybody was looking at it. And one guy came up to the artist who had painted it and said, you got a masterpiece here, but you got one major flaw. He said, what is that? He said, you put a doorknob on the door. To which the artist said, you don't understand the verse. The doorknob's on the inside. He knocks. You've got to open the door and invite him in. And that is true for each and every one of us. There are many here right now, you've heard that time in your life, you heard that knock on the door, and you have invited men, and when you invite Christ in, you enter into a personal living and eternal relationship with him, and then he sups with you, and you sup with him, what's that fellowship? That means he's now part of every facet of your life that he can guide you with his eyes. There's no way for me to know who here today has answered that call. But my hope and trust is that if it's not today, which Jesus said today is the day of salvation, that that day will come for you. And when you hear that knock, you hear his voice, the spirit tugging at your heart, that you will open that door and invite him in to be your own personal Lord and Savior and receive not only the gift of eternal life, but the gift of eternal forgiveness and then the presence of the Holy Spirit coming to live inside of you to guide you through every wave that comes against you and to give you victory against every undercurrent drawing you away from the ways of God and the will of God. So I just want to ask you, just if you just bow your heads and close your eyes, I just want to pray over you. And after that, uh, 
I think Brother Sam has a word he wants to share, and then our young ladies are going to come and close us with a song.